Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. International News Review. Welcome back to Saturday mornings here on Money FM 89.3. Time for our international news review with Steve Oaken coming to us live from Los Angeles. Hello, Steve. Good morning. GVZ, good morning, NJH. We don't have any from no, Southern California. No beach background. You could you could be at your house in uh, in Singapore right now. For all we well, know. Well, you know, I wanted to go up on, I wanted to go up <laughs> under the roof and get that view of the Pacific, but you guys would be too jealous. We was expecting you to be on a surfboard <laughs> at least. <laughs> well, great to have you with us, Steve. Uh, first off, uh, give us an overview. How are you feeling? You're in Southern California. I know visiting family, and then you're there for work a little bit later on, heading to Washington D.C. and taking your son to college, and a whole bunch of things going on. So, uh, give us the mood as you arrived in in the U.S. this past week. Uh, what's happening with COVID, and and what are, what are people up to? Well, it, you know, it's 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 very interesting because when you go to Los Angeles and you're in Los Angeles County, where I where I started, they're very strict on covid restrictions. You must wear a mask going into any establishment. You only take the, the mask off uh, to eat or drink just like you do in, in, in Singapore. But then you go you cross into, into you know, in, into Orange County, which abuts L.A. just to the south a much more Republican, uh, uh, historically Republican place. Richard Nixon's from here. COVID doesn't come into Orange County somehow. It <laughs> stops at the border. Mm. No mask yeah. mandates, yeah. no anything. And so in within within a mile, you're you're almost in, in, in two different places, kind of a Singapore light in Los Angeles to, you know, yeah. to just no COVID exists down in Orange County. Somehow it happens. It's amazing. On that point, Steve, knowing that you're going to be in California, I had a look, and I must admit, it, it slipped below my radar. I didn't realize that the cases in the U.S. had climbed back to a six-month high, 100,000 infections the day before yesterday, a seven-day average of 95,000 cases a day, which is a five-fold increase in less than a month. Six U.S. states, Florida, Texas, Missouri, Arkansas, Louisiana, Alabama, and Mississippi – are amongst the lowest COVID-19 vaccination rates and therefore contribute more than half of the country's cases. What is the mood there now? Is there an element, some think it's over, some are not taking, is there a complacency? I mean, I'm just curious to know what the mood is in America. Well, I would say two things. One, where I am, as I say, in California, is over 70% vaccination rate. So higher than Singapore is Mm. right now. Singapore will pass it eventually, I think. But California, so that you don't have the the intensity of of the, you know, the ICU visits and the like, as you do in those, you know, other states, the other southern states primarily that you mentioned, where it's just as bad as it's always been. And what you're seeing now is a real battle almost between the vaccinated and the unvaccinated and, and almost in anger at those who are vaccinated saying, why are you unvaccinated not getting there? This is ridiculous. Look at the damage you're causing to yourself. Look at the damage you're causing to, to your, your fellow citizens. Look at the damage you're causing to the economy. And so you're seeing a real bifurcation. And you've met, it, it, one of the most interesting things that I, happened to me when I was here, I, had, I, I reached out to two friends, people I've known literally 30, 40 years. Um, and I always see them when I come come back to the U.S. and I say, hey, let's you know, let's meet for brunch. And they both had two of them asked me, said, are you vaccinated? 
<laughs> no one asked you that question in Singapore. Right. And I almost took offense. Like, what do you think? I'm that I'm not going to get vaccinated? And my buddy from, from, from junior high school said, well, we don't know what you guys do in Singapore. So I just answered. And just uh, I, for I clarity's sake, you are vaccinated. Your whole family is. So that's good. Uh, well, but of course, but it's, has, have either of you ever been asked? No. You know. Have you are you vaccinated? Before, you know now that you've had that opportunity to as, as a precondition to a, a social uh, outing, right? Fascinating. Absolutely, Fascinating. it's the world we live It'll in. It'll be interesting to well, will that come to Singapore when you start to open it up more and the cases start to go up, which is going to happen when you even if you're at an eighty percent vaccination rate or whatever the number is going to be, are you going to start to see those types of discussions in Singapore? Well, yes, Steve. I mean, already already next week. You yeah. know, when, when on Tuesday when you can go out to dinner again in groups of five, everybody has to be vaccinated unless it's a family member under twelve years. So old. therefore, you're going to have to assume you're going to be asked. You're going to have to produce yeah. your you know your yep. trace together app to show that you been vaccinated so you're right steve i do think that's going to be where do you want to eat and are you vaccinated what a date night that's going to be in the future (laughs) all right let's move on uh good good topic to start with which is the indo-pacific um digital trade agreement with the u.s and the the biden administration is still considering whether or not to move forward with it uh it's been in talks with uh, australia Singapore, Japan, South Korea, Canada, New Zealand, and Chile are all prime candidates for this. What, uh, where are we at with this? What would it actually mean, Steve? Well, so what it would mean, let's do that first. So, so what it would mean is that it would enable rules amongst like-minded nations about what to do when it comes to digital trade. And we really haven't had any trade agreement that, that fundamentally addresses uh, those issues when it comes to digital. Obviously, there's tariffs for goods that move back and forth, and and there's there's rules on services. Can you be, you know, can you can you work in one country or another, um, and what type of services can you offer? But there are no rules really on digital trade as we need them today. So, for example, a digital trade agreement would likely prohibit data localization requirements, right? Because everything's up in the cloud now. And if if every company had to store data in every country in which they operate, it would make trade very difficult and very expensive. So those are the types of things we needed in digital trade agreement. Um, The countries in the region, Australia, Singapore, Japan, South Korea, um, and then the others have Pacific Canada, you know, Chile as well, all want to see the U.S. come into a digital trade agreement. One, because it's good policy. Two, because it's going to get the U.S. engaged in the region. Mm. And, and three, it's going to balance out what China is, is doing. Hmm. The issue is, will the U.S. do this? Is this consistent with the Biden administration's goal of having a worker-centric trade policy? And that's the debate that's happening right now in Washington. And what response, Steve, do you think this agreement, should it all go through and everything, have with China? How would the Chinese feel about this? Well, I mean, in the, the, the same way the Chinese kind of felt about the, the TPP when it was when it came through, the same as they feel about the, the Indo-Pacific, they see it as a way of countries looking to, to contain China, to box in China. Now, other countries are saying, no, I mean, we welcome China into this agreement. We would love to see China um, enter this digital trade agreement because we don't want to have data localization requirements when it comes to China. We want to have our IP protected when it comes to China. Yeah. It's doubtful that will happen. But like the TPP went forward without the United States, this could be a pathfinder to bring the United States back 
to trade beyond digital. And that's why this is this is, is so important. It's something I wrote about in the Straits Times back in March um, about how this type of agreement would mm. be important for the United States. Steve, would this have to would this come down along the lines of, you know, what you would how you would tax products? Let's say something that you bought on Amazon from the U.S. coming to Singapore. Um, is it a is it a taxation thing? Um, Mike Ong is is on uh, Facebook Live asking if it's about is it about a digital currency? You know, should ASEAN, uh, you know, produce its own digital currency? Would would that kind of come into it? What is actually the practical scope of what this would mean to consumers, for example? Well, it, it would it would the main beneficiary would seem to be SMEs, right? Because you have a lot of obstructions to digital trade right now, and and, and Karan Bhatia, who is the the head of Google's you know public affairs, global public affairs in Washington, said, "Look, Google can work around digital barriers. We're big enough. We have enough people. We can do it. Presumably, Amazon, Facebook, they can all do that as well." SMEs can't. SMEs need to be able to know um, that the the data that goes with the goods can go with the goods, that it can go digitally, that it doesn't require um, paperwork, that it doesn't require a lot of uh, transactional costs that SMEs can't afford. And, and that is the debate that they're having in Washington right now is does this agreement benefit the Googles and Amazons of the world or does it benefit the SMEs of the world. And this is where you have a dispute going on as to how does this fit within the Biden administration's worker-centric trade policy. It's going. I think it's going to get worked out. I'm very optimistic it will get done. It may not get done as quickly as we would all like. But because mm. this will benefit SMEs, whether it gets into crypto and finance, I don't think will, will, will happen in, in this initial agreement. But it sets the stage to address those issues down the road. Steve, when we first started the discussion today, we talked about this idea of uh, friends asking you if you're uh, vaccinated, et cetera. And this leads us into our second topic today, COVID passports. Um, the U.S., the White House is considering developing a plan to require all foreign arrivals uh, to make sure that they have been vaccinated. Uh, this follows on with news this past week. Disney, Walmart, uh, other major uh, CNN, Facebook, Google, all major companies that have requ- are now requiring vaccinations for their employees employees as a condition of them coming back into the office. Uh, this is uh, this is going to be, I think, the big the biggest topic of the next six months yep. uh, from from a, a social political Absolutely. standpoint. Uh, what's your take on it? Well, you know what? I, it, it, it might not be uh, only because, you know, the or maybe it won't variant. be <laughs> because people are now saying, yeah. you know what, if if I can die because of this Mm. you know what maybe i will get vaccinated and maybe i do want to see other people get vaccinated and you know watch the politics around the governor uh, of florida who is you know ron DeSantis, who's who's running to be potentially the republican nominee if trump doesn't run he's the trumpiest of those governors who, who who can have some type of a crossover appeal um, to more independence. But he has staked his out that Florida is going to be free. No one is going to tell an individual if they have to wear a mask. No school district is going to tell the child that the, that the parent is going to have to force them to get a vaccination or, or to wear a mask. Um, and he's starting to really go down in popularity because it's, you know, it, it's one thing to be political when there's no cost or limited cost. Now that people are dying who are not getting vaccinated, and those right. who are vaccinated are not, maybe, and that's why, Glenn, maybe this won't be as big an issue because it will 
bump those vaccination rates up. And you're seeing that that we've had the highest vaccinations in the U.S. Um, that we've had in months this week because people are now understanding how serious the Delta the Delta variant is. But why is it taking so long, Steve? I remember when we had this conversation a couple of months ago with the uh, Joe Biden's administration's. Uh, how can we put it? Campaign. Take the mask off and show the American smile. And I remember saying to you at the time, is this really the uh, the right message to send? And your point at the time was, it's just to encourage people to get the mm. vaccination. And I get that. But here we are a few months down the line. Numbers are up. Case numbers are up. You mentioned Florida there. Florida seems to be the epicenter for rising cases, for the anti-vaxxers, for want of a better term. So this idea that if you don't get vaccinated, you'll die, of course, but that isn't new, is it? We've known about that for several months now. What's different now? Well, I mean, I think it is the Delta variant is what is new. Now it is so much more highly transmissible. Now that you see there is a real demarcation between you know the vaccinated and the and the unvaccinated that's what's changed uh, or is changing the the dialogue here now and it's not about politics anymore and it's not about you know the the maga crowd and it's 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 different and you could you can see it coming um where people are getting those vaccinations so hopefully i'm, I'm going to be the optimist here again uh hopefully this is this seriousness is now going to change people's behavior, whereas before it was seen as a badge of honor not to be. Right. No, I agree. I think that's happening here as well. I mean, even the Singapore government is saying yep. they're giving further incentive to get vaccinated by saying, if you don't, you're going to have to have regular testing all the time. That was announced mm. uh, yesterday. So it's it's a real disincentive now, isn't it, for the unvaccinated? It is. And it, it will, I'm sure, become more of a disincentive as we go forward. All right, Steve, let's talk about the incredible case of the missing whiskey bottle. Uh, the former Secretary of State Mike Pompeo was in Japan in June 2019 on a state visit. He was given a $5,800 bottle of Japanese whiskey by the Japanese government. And shockingly, surprisingly, that bottle has gone missing. Now, why is this a big deal? What would have normally happened to this bottle of whiskey that was given to him? Doesn't he have a right to drink it? He does not have a right to drink it, and that is because the, a, a gift to a from a foreign official to a, a U.S. official, it's not a personal gift. He he didn't give the gift in the eyes of the U.S. The gift wasn't Mike Pompeo. The gift was to the United States of America, mm -hmm. and therefore it needs to go to the the in this case the State Department, and then they would decide to do with it. When I would be with the Secretary of Transportation you know, a long time ago, and we would be on bilateral. Uh, negotiations, for example, the Minister of, of Transport for Japan gave a lovely vase to the Secretary of Transportation, and the Secretary then handed it to me, and he said, "You know what to do with it." And I took it to the ethics officer, and we had to get it. Um, uh, we had to get it accounted for, and then it went into the, the the display case in the Secretary's office. It was not the Secretary's vase; it was the government's vase. Right. And so, for example, when Mike Pompeo got a silver falcon statue from the Saudi Arabian foreign minister, that went straight to the State Department. But somehow... But he couldn't drink it. $800 bottle of whiskey. <laughs> <laughs> this was the exception. This is the one gift that was missing. Yeah. Uh, and so he, he claims that he has no... Uh, recollection of having received. This I bottle. have no knowledge of that bottle of whiskey. Of course he doesn't. He drank a fifteen hundred dollar bottle of whiskey. <laughs> Who's no, going to remember? Yeah. He has no knowledge of the following week. <laughs> <laughs> well, this. Oh, uh, I'm glad, I'm glad, yeah. I'm, the, the one the, uh, a side note to this story. 
so where they're doing all these ethics reviews, Donald Trump received three gifts that Donald Trump received from the leaders of Australia, Egypt, and Vietnam. Portraits or photographs of himself. <laughs> so these are so the, the the leaders of foreign government said, "What is the best way to ingratiate ourselves, yeah. um. right, with the president of the United States?" So for Pompeo, he got whiskey and a silver falcon. For you know, the Secretary of Transportation, he gets a vase. Trump pictures of Donald Trump or Trump in Melania three times. <laughs> All right, Steve, Fantastic. we're going to finish out. We've got just a couple of minutes um, at the equestrian event at the Olympics. Jumpers were a bit surprised as they came around one of the obstacles, obstacle number 10 to be precise, during the Olympic uh, qualifying. And there was a statue of a sumo wrestler, this is so bizarre, standing right next to the jump down in a full squat. What the heck happened with this? And uh, yeah, what do you, what do we, what do we say about this? Well, I think when, so when they do the, as I understand, because I am, I am not dressage is not one of my, my uh, you know, <laughs> sports that I follow typically or jumping. Uh, You're a master of many things, when, and that's not one of them. <laughs> right, dressage is not one of those. I leave that to like Mitt Romney's wife, and you know, all those, 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 those that side of the aisle. Okay, they can do dressage. No, no, but but it, it, so apparently, when you go into a different country, they they decorate the 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 field right and the jumps right. with you know with with local culture and and this was not so the, the person who designed this was supposedly a very famous equestrian right designer i think that he had a shower idea right you know what can i come up with when i'm in japan oh let's just put this very angry life-size sumo wrestler <laughs> next to a jump that's like a blind turn <laughs> and what could go wrong? Oh, right? my gosh. And, and, and so a couple of horses got spooked by it. And, uh, you know, one of the riders, you know, one of, one of the British riders said, you know, as he came around, you see a big guy's butt. Yeah. What do you think the horse is going to do? I mean, that's the thing, because I've seen the photograph, and yeah. we'll put it in Facebook I've, Live I've after. Post, I've posted it, it on Facebook yeah. Live. It's yeah. face to the sumo wrestler's backside, <laughs> faces the yeah, horse right. as it's doing the bed. Now, my wife, when she was a teenager, she did do equestrian. Yeah. And I asked her, knowing about this story, would it have affected you? She said, it would have affected me if it was your backside. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too busy looking at the horse. But the horse, yeah. yes, it can spook uh, the horse. Absolutely. Unreal. Yes, and, and and so, and I'll just say, and I'm wearing my—I don't know if you can see—I'm wearing my Bruce Springsteen shirt because Jessica Springsteen is jumping for the United States. I think tonight. Oh, oh wow! So, I didn't know that. There you go. So, right. so they they got rid of the sumo wrestler. They brought in the boss, and so the, the U.S. Is <laughs> and are the Springsteens personal friends of yours? <laughs> I've seen him a number of times. <laughs> I bet I know Bruce Springsteen better than you know the Queen. That's quite possible. Oh, That's quite nice. possible. I love it. I love it. <laughs> All right, Steve, we've got to leave it there. Steve Oaken, Senior Advisor from McClarty Associates. Thanks again for being with us. Uh, um, stay safe in the U.S. We'll check in with you next week. You got it. See you. See you, man. International News Review. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg. Or download our audio app. That's A W E D I O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.